0: Welcome to the Adamantium Podcast, episode number 151. Welcome back, Maniacs. I am your host, Adam R. Harrison. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I just got back from a little working getaway in Florida. And while I was there, I have a cousin who has a hookup at Disney World. So he took me to hop a couple parks. And uh, I mean, it was really hot and busy, but we got to try out the new Guardians of the Galaxy ride which was pretty amazing. But what I really wanted to mention, I know it's been out for a little while now, but it's the first opportunity I've had to check it out. And that's the Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Hollywood Studios. And in the same way that the Harry Potter world at Universal blew my mind the first time, this is insane. It's like so immersive. It really does put you in the movies. And what I love about those immersive experiences like you can't see any other areas of the park or rides and so you really feel like you're in that galaxy and i am by no means a star wars fanatic like at all but the attention to detail is just unbelievable and for example one thing i thought was super cool was instead of just having a bar in the park they have the cantina from the very first star wars movie, or i guess it's episode four uh you know with the aliens and the do 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 and it looks identical to the cantina from the movie and you can go and have a drink there and it's super cool and the rides themselves now are like on another level they're you basically play out a story in these rides now and the technology they use is just incredible the ride itself isn't even on a track the animatronics have improved like thousandfold from say it's a small world and, and personally i actually prefer animatronics to for a while they were just making simulator ride after simulator ride And even while waiting in line, there's, like, rooms of, like, pre-ride to set up the story before you even get on the ride. It's just, I could go on and on, but you really just need to experience it for yourself. So if you have the opportunity or a cousin with a hookup at Disney World, definitely take it. (laughs) But anyways, I am back in Toronto now, and it is, like, 25 degrees Celsius colder. Um, It is wet and cold, (laughs) and I can just slowly feel the winter approaching. But That being said, there's always tons of great things going on in the city. Still tons of amazing live music rolling through Toronto in the next couple months before the end of the year. And today on the podcast, we have a band that has really made waves in the last few years. They're a band called I Prevail. And I'm joined by one of their vocalists, Eric Vandlerberg, who I met up with before their show at Rebel Nightclub. They were doing a double headlining gig with Pierce the Veil. And Eric and I had an awesome conversation in their tour bus, a conversation that actually extended probably double the length after we stopped recording. Because we just realized we had a lot of things in common and we just kind of hung out for a bit uh, before they had to get ready uh, to go on stage. And I had a great time with Eric because he's just super down-to-earth and I really enjoyed picking his brain about I Prevail's like do-it-yourself mentality to making music and getting their music out there and interacting with their fans. And so I'm really excited to share this interview with you. Uh, But before we do, we're going to do the Adamantium Recommend segment. So this segment's mostly intended for the Adamantium podcast, listeners or fans who are maybe new to I Prevail's music. I'm going to provide five of my favorite I Prevail songs that you can check out before or after the interview. For I Prevail fans, you can kind of just compare favorites. So starting with their brand new album True Power that just came out a couple months ago, I'm going to recommend the song Bad Things. Then going back to their very successful 2019 album Trauma, I'm going to recommend the songs Breaking Down and Hurricane. And then going back to their 2016 album, Lifelines, I'm going to recommend the song Scars and the song Stuck in Your Head. And that's it. So if you are an I Prevail fan that's tuning into the Adamantium podcast for the very first time today, first of all, thank you so much for tuning in. We hope that you'll come back and listen again someday. There are plenty of other awesome bands that I'm sure you love that have been on this podcast before and in the future. So please go ahead and hit that subscribe button on whichever podcast network you choose to get your podcasts. The Adamantium Podcast is also on social media, so you can find us on Instagram, at The Adamantium, on Facebook, at The Adamantium Podcast, and on Twitter, at Adam R. Harrison, or you can find us just by searching The Adamantium Podcast. And that's it, so let's get heavy. Let's get into today's episode with Eric Vandlerberg, of I Prevail right here on episode 151 of the Adamantium podcast. Have a great week, everybody. God bless. And we'll see you back here again real soon for our next episode. All right, we're here with Eric from I Prevail. Thanks up, for man? joining me, man. I appreciate you taking the time. I know you guys are busy. Of so course. I appreciate you having me. <laughs> oh man, yeah, uh, this is really cool. I'm a, I'm a big fan myself. So um, you guys just put out uh, a new album. So uh, True Power is your third album. So why don't we we start there? Um, uh, one thing that I thought was really interesting was that it, it was said that you guys uh, took kind of like a no rules approach to to songwriting in this album can you give me a little bit of example like or, or tell me what the, what that kind of means yeah,
1: um since we really had no no deadlines or many time constraints we're usually we go into the studio or other bands will go into a studio and the label or the management or whoever or they have tours coming up that they only get you know a couple months or a month here a month there a couple weeks here and there um we just got off the road in europe because of covid took us off the road we weren't sure what you know the world was looking like and after a couple months realizing you know things were going to be um, opening up anytime soon we decided to start writing and uh, going into it um we just started writing demos up from the, you know, either writing little bits of music beds, uh, not sure sure if they're going to be choruses or verses or bridges, and uh, just starting demoing out ideas. Then once you get, you know, the intro and the verse and the chorus going, we, you know, slow it down and be like, all right, well, that, you know, that's got, it's got some bones, it's got some structure, let's hop into something else, and, and, uh all these songs were slowly growing together and every time we were to go to go to the next verse or the next bridge we had all these little demos and ideas started we knew like all right, well that that's kind of going in that direction so let's keep it fresh and like Mm -hmm. try something different and well we got you know no idea where this is going let's uh what do you think kids would expect? Well, let's not do that. Let's try something okay. a little out there. And um, some of those things stuck. Uh, one of those examples would be like the outro to Self-Destruction where it just like right. the, okay. the beat switches, yeah. tempo changes, and we go into this like heavy screaming rap part. And, right. uh, you know, things like that evolved from the whole no rules approach. And right. like we had time to live with it and sit with it and knowing like, you know, if this is feeling weird after a couple weeks, alright, let's, let's go back and venture into it. But you know going back to the whole like time constraint usually you'd, you'd write something you live mm. with it for a day or two then you kind of have to move on from it
0: where this time we actually had weeks to live with something and make mm. little tweaks so that was kind of like summing that up yeah yes so you almost benefited from having that extra time and um, absolutely self-destruction is actually a song we're not just i don't even feel like the outro i feel like there's several parts in that yeah. song or kind of takes a swerve you wouldn't typically expect a traditional song to go
1: right yeah. yeah and it's like the courses i it's uh it's funny um coming across like reaction videos like mm-hmm. the, you know when those videos came out or those right. songs came out and seeing kids like whoa, like yeah. oh here's the here's what the course is going to be and they start headbanging it's like and then they look weird puzzled like whoa yeah whoa and it's like that is the reaction that i'm looking for and i love it's like people like don't just expect it they're going on a ride that they've never been on before and that's yeah yeah so it's seeing seeing kids reactions to like where the chorus should be and where you know it's like i said the outro like you said it's just different parts and they feel cohesive yet they're like big left turns yeah you know
0: um it's funny you mentioned that song because i had a question later on about the video because mm-hmm. the video just came out a month or so ago mm-hmm. and uh it was really felt like i uh, like section of a star wars movie or something you know it was like uh, tell me about the the concept behind that video and and the making of it because even it must have been a really cool video to make it
1: it was a lot of fun um worked with a great creative team and uh um yeah there was there's a lot of like sci-fi futuristic kind of stuff you know involved in the the treatment but uh a lot of it is um steve our guitarist worded it best it's like um, embodiment of this ritual that like they give us energy and we receive that energy mm-hmm. and we put it back out and it's like the cyclical thing and those like figures at the end somewhat represent us and whether it's uh the energy at the show that you love and you're feeding off or it's the um the the hate and the the shit talkers we're feeding off that And right. it's just it's it's more than just an identity like a personal you know, individual thing. It's this identity, this big. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's just this big entity that right. I prevail is, and we feed off that that positive energy, but we feed off that negative energy, and that just makes us bigger and stronger. And that's I think the video kind of
0: represents all. For of sure, that. yeah. Did you guys get to? I was curious, like, did you get to film it the way it, it looks? Like, were you guys actually in the box? We were. And people, the people, were they outside? While? They were, So yeah. you could feed off the energy even when creating the video. Yeah,
1: we did. It was, uh, well, they built that that giant box and, uh, they'd slowly open one wall one of the plexiglass and when you get in there, and yeah. they'd, they'd shut it and they'd leave. The one thing they forgot to put in there were air holes, oh, so no. <laughs> it so was hotter than hell yeah. in there, man. But, uh, it was, it was fun and um, out of all those extras, a lot of them were just fans that got casted for it, which was really cool, and I'm sure an awesome experience for them, as it was for us, but uh, there was sprinkled in were like, actual stunt um, fighters and stunt yeah. like, stunt guys, so, like, when they were like, alright, you know, over the, the PA, they were like, alright, when it turned, the light turns red, everyone, everyone do the fighting thing, so, like, they taught, like, the extras to, so, like, you know, yeah. just grab onto the shoulders and wiggle, but watching some of these, like, you didn't know who was who the was fan it? and who was the stunt fighter until yeah. it happened, and then you're looking around, you're like, supposed to be pretending we're playing through this song, you know, how a music video yeah. is, you just like, you know, play through it over and over, but there was the first couple times we're watching, and we see this guy just get flipped over, like, holy shit, did you <laughs> see that? Like, that was crazy, yeah. but that, yeah, that was all practical, we were in there, the crowd was out That's there, awesome. and yeah, it was
0: really fun, it was a really cool experience. That is really cool, man. Um, the last two albums uh, kind of drew on experiences the band were going through, whether that was coming to fame Mm -hmm. or, you know, dealing with depression and stuff. Tell me what were some of the, uh, what were some of the, the experiences that were feeding true power?
1: Well, coming off of trauma, which was a lot of, uh, heart on the sleeve and, Mm -hmm. and, uh, writing about harder things to talk about, whether that's, you know, depression or, or traumatic experiences or, or just lows that, you know, Mm -hmm. are hard to talk about, um, a lot of the songs, especially like Breaking Down, where it ends with uh, I, I don't really like myself. I think I'm breaking down. It's not like it's ending on a positive note, like, hey, mm-hmm. but keep your head up. It was a lot of trauma was saying, like, it's okay to not be okay because someone else is going through it with you. You're not alone. And and after releasing that record and from the opportunities that we've had with touring and, and meeting fans that have had connected with that record so much to, mm-hmm. to being... Grammy nominated back in the States to, to all these, all these awesome accomplishments that we've received through putting our heart out or, mm-hmm. our, you know, bearing our, our heart on our sleeve. Um, we really found that, you know, our true power, our strength was derived from, from being open and being able to talk about those lows and those, those hardships and, and such. So for us, true power is really the, evolution of taking your weaknesses or your flaws, your shortcomings, your heartaches, your heartbreaks and turning them into your strengths and finding power through that mm-hmm. and a lot of the songs on on True Power I won't say it's a concept record there's a lot of themes that tie through each of the songs, some lyrics that are um, purposely repeated or rephrased um, it all kind of stems down to um,
0: a self discovery of your own power through the trials that you went through what you've been through mm-hmm. um i mean it must have felt i mean every everyone has their own story but it must have felt like especially rising above uh you know the experiences that you guys had, had and putting out trauma and, and getting it out there and then it's out and now you've toured it and now all of a sudden the pandemic comes yeah. in does it kind of, did it kind of feel like you know one step forward two steps back and like now you guys are did it kind of feel like you were uh, you know a setback a little bit a little bit um we were
1: I feel like we we're you know we still had a little length a little left to go on the the trauma tour right. we are still like we are in the middle so you of guys did
0: get cut off yep
1: yeah. we were exactly halfway through our oh, well, our six yeah. week our longest European tour ever and uh <laughs> got got that cut short and we had other plans to come back to us go back to australia and and go to some countries we haven't been to yet mm-hmm. and after that you know trying to trying to look at the silver lining of things where it did suck and you know having to go home at first it was like first you know summer home was like usually we're touring through the summer so i got mm-hmm. to spend time with my friends my family and keep up my house and stuff like yeah. that but after a while i was like man i i can't wait to get back out right. there I'm, I'm i'm feeling empty but the silver lining of it all was, like, going back to the first question, is, like, being able to spend more time and, and be more creative. So there's, you know, there's positives out of it. You know, look past the negatives and you see the positives. Mm-hmm. And some of those were being able to make big moves on the on the record recording front and, and trying new things. And, um, um, and overall, I think, uh, you know, I'm really hoping that
0: in the next few years we're going to see, like, just a boom of, like, a renaissance of, like, art and, I think it's already starting. I think it is. I, mean, I think it is. This summer just like, you know, just being a Torontonian, it was like the onslaught of of tours and concerts that we got here and just like everybody wanting to go out to live music, like every show sold out. It's mm-hmm. it's uh, it's it was amazing to see, like between the shows, between movies, between yeah. books,
1: between art, Everything just all of it. I, you know, the last two years of having creatives being stuck in their homes
0: and just nothing eager, to do. Yeah, yeah. So I, th- I, I think there's something bonding too. about it. it's, it's like you said, it, it was obviously a negative experience, but the bonding of literally, literally everybody on the planet was right. dealing with the same thing, and so even not just you guys, but other bands were dealing with the same same exact same issue. so right, right. Is, again you're not in it alone yeah. yeah absolutely um you mentioned it briefly but trauma was also nominated like you said for two grammy awards that must have been how, how did that feel to to get recognition for something that was so personal wild i um yeah. it's
1: i remember being i was sleeping on the bus we had an off day and uh people are up in the front lounge and like not you know not screaming but like being loud and and really loud for it being like 10 o'clock in the morning and i remember the door was open in the hallway and i just leaned out my bunk and so i don't know if i said what the hell like what what's the deal but uh someone's like we just got nominated for two grammys i think we knew one at the time and then like a few minutes later found out about the other one and and that was i remember being like what, <laughs> what? <laughs> we're nominated yeah. for a grammy
0: what the hell like that's insane. That's yeah, insane yeah. You think of Grammys, you think those are reserved for like you know Rihanna, yeah. you know like yeah, the yeah. Ebes, you know, yeah. like
1: so so like having that and then and then once you know it, you know everyone else, you know our family friends are waking up,
0: and getting a mm-hmm. flood
1: of texts and all that. It was just such a such a surreal, awesome thing, especially going like talking about like what it, what was nominated, the, yeah. the record itself, and then. Uh, Bow Down was mm-hmm. was nominated on its own and, and at that time Bow Down was like the heaviest thing we've done and pushed the boundaries on some things and uh, what is, it's still one of the songs I'm most proud of have written Amazing, so yeah. to have that be nominated was incredible but then a record that we really we really I guess tried to really be more of ourselves and less of what we thought people yeah. wanted to hear going from lifelines to trauma really just going you know what this th- this is us like let's just write what we want to write and not mm. be influenced by you know oh you know you, you really should have a song like this or you really you know would be make a careers if you had a song like that and like we just put that by the wayside and and we just wrote what we wanted to and I remember Steve and I talking like being like this is you know are people gonna like this like, yeah. this is just this is a lot different than what we did and to have that I think winning awards for art is very Right. Very fucking weird. But, yeah. Right. But I, I think having the just a group of people somewhere say like this, this is an good, exceptionally you know, good yeah.
0: and it's such a it's such a, it's an honor. It's great. And it's, did you did you feel a pressure going forward, say for True Power that you know? Because I think not because okay. I,
1: because we didn't want to fall into like a band that's like chasing something. Right. Like that. But yeah. to to be able to write something that we know the production and the sound quality of everything on that record is the best it could be mm-hmm. we know that we we went through the lyrics and every note and every transition with a fine tooth comb right. over the last two years to make okay. sure that it's the best that we could have done I think if someone if, if we'd be happy if someone was like you know what this that's Grammy worthy mm-hmm. like it's 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 an award worthy record right. like. but to chase something like that I think you lose you lose the magic the intent, of what it, yeah. it is
0: yeah totally cool when I mean, I can even imagine, like, when you hear stats, like, approaching a billion streams, like, how do you even fathom that kind of, you know? like I can't. You know, it's <laughs> insane. It. How dude. do you?
1: Yeah. I can't, because, yeah. like, you know, however many billion people on this planet. Right, you know, it's and like probably from all think. edges
0: of the world, too. It's yeah,
1: like. it's wild. It's it's truly wild. When we were over in Australia just a while ago, we, we received the plaque, and I cannot remember, I think it was 100 million total streams in Australia, mm. and someone did the math, and they're like, that means every person in australia listened to at least one song yeah. it was just like that it, i just you yeah. can't think, you like, it's hard to fathom that yeah, that size for sure super crazy that like you know where we started off from and 7 8 years later mm. you have a relation to a number that big well, it's you guys just crazy. too
0: also took a very direct route to getting your, your music out there mm-hmm. uh, like reaching out to listeners all over the world and and do it yourself style touring how did you guys mastermind kind of that plan, and why do you think more artists don't do it that way? Man, that's a that's a, that's a big question. I, <laughs> I think there's many
1: uh, many facets to that answer, but I think um, we saw early on we wanted to be a band, but we wanted to be a career band, mm-hmm. and that meant different things at different times in our career. And starting off, it meant like. Putting the work in and knowing like we can't just be a band we have to be a merchandise company we have to be an entertainment industry we have to be all these things so we had to reach out and get help from you know get good management and get good booking agents get all that stuff and find the right label and and once that happened once we matured some and, and seeing what other bands did that mm. now that we have like a a little peek into the behind the scenes like how things work now looking at bands bands that have succeeded and been around for 20 years and bands that are, are just stagnant for, you know, 5 10 15 years well, what's what's the difference and how do we how do we incorporate that with us so there was, you know, and it really was the mixture of the DIY and and doing it all all as much as ourselves then once you got the help it's like, you know, you just learn learn, and and not everything every every person in the industry is going to tell you is fact or true Mm -hmm. you you got to remember that it's all you know it's also opinion and what they've been through and now we're back to having more of a hands-on approach completely like between our manager and ourselves we 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 almost manage ourselves alongside of our manager and then with the label it's very we're lucky to have a label that's very open to trying things that we Mm. we want to try and and why other bands don't do it, I don't know. I think um, I think some bands, not that they don't they don't want to do the hard work, I just, sometimes I feel like maybe they don't see it, they don't mm-hmm. see all the things that, that they're missing on just because they don't see it. And that's just, I think we were lucky with certain opportunities, and then we were also hard working, putting our nose to the grindstone, and also saying like, when things came up and we disagreed with instead of just going like, all right, we'll try it. We're like, no, 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 we're, we don't feel like it's right for us and Cut. that came with well, that came with a lot of like pushback from certain mm-hmm. people in the industry but i think in the end we just made the right calls
0: yeah man yeah. i heard that before being a world touring band that you you worked in an ihop <laughs> man i worked so many <laughs> jobs IHOP IHOP was
1: one of them i worked at a steel mill i worked at a plastics factory wow laid sod for a year i did landscaping i my dad restores muscle cars. He's done yeah. that his whole life, so yeah, I'm in between there. I, I live down the street, so I, you know, yeah. he'll call me up need some help moving cars and putting hanging doors and hanging hoods on muscle cars. But yeah, I've done <laughs> bartended. I've done that too. I have, there was a point where I, you know I dropped out of college and I didn't know what I wanted to do, and I was right. like, just I gotta get paid. I gotta pay the bills. I've Got to do what yeah. I can, but yeah all over
0: the place the best man. one I ever heard was there's a like kind of legendary 80s punk band mm-hmm. from Toronto and he used to shovel rats out of a factory or something what? like shovel dead rats out of a dude I'll, I'll top you yeah. one there's uh,
1: our drummer um, I don't think it was his last job but he had a job years ago where uh, it was a dog treat factory where they took <laughs> bull penis dried out bull dicks and he shaped them or cut them trimmed them and sawed them like to make dog treats to make dog treats you know those like beef sticks yeah that's yeah oh no
0: way bull dicks oh dude no way
1: (laughs) yeah so yeah we've uh, you know a few of us have had some odd jobs dare I ask
0: the brand so I don't buy those for my dog I have no clue I have no clue um, okay, last last thing because I saw this on your social media recently and it was really cool. Is you got to throw an opening pitch at a Detroit Tigers game? Yeah, a dream come true for you guys,
1: dude. I uh, yes, I I played baseball since I was like three years old. Amazing. went to college playing baseball. Thought I was gonna go down that path. And yeah. After I <laughs> hurt my shoulder in college and had to call it quits, and that's around the time when I was playing music and I was like, all right, what do I do? Keep in college or pursue this passion and. You know, after that injury, I was like, well, okay, I guess I'm going to do this. Yeah. And uh, it's funny, you know, having that dream as a kid to go out and play play catch on the field or, like, yeah. you know, have the opportunity to be lucky enough to to play for the, you know, major league team. You know, now being a musician and having that opportunity to just, like, cut all the way around it and <laughs> still have that to, dream opportunity, yeah. but through such different means was... It was cool. It was cool to go out there and, and have my family and some friends yeah. out there and watch and uh, you know been a Tigers fan all my life. So I was just having you know uh, having the opportunity to, that they gave us for Brian and I to go out and yeah. throw a first pitch. I couldn't just throw you know a little fastball. To,
0: you know give him something. Let him know that. I, I knew was gonna what I was say doing. I only saw photos. So how did the actual? Oh, I threw pitch a go? knuckleball, baby. Nice. I yeah. called
1: it. The catcher laughed. He was like, "What are you throwing?" And I threw a knuckleball. It's a little high. Uh, but uh, I think they would have swung. But in the strike zone, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think they would have swung. I don't okay. know if yeah, Vlad-
0: yeah. Vladimir Guerrero was off their bat, it would have yeah, been yeah. in the strike zone. But <laughs> very nice, man. Well, thank you again so much for taking the time. Hope you guys have a great gig tonight. I appreciate it. Thanks yeah. for having me.
1: This was a lot of fun, man. Yeah, me too. Thank you. Yeah.
0: Cheers, man. Cheers, dude.